Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, you are listening to Just Films and That. This is the podcast where we talk about films we think might be underrated, underseen, or we just wanted to talk about them. I'm Josh Hallam and I'm joined as ever by the wonderful Alice Oliver. Alice, how are you doing? You all right? Uh, very well, very well. Thank you, Josh. How about you? Yes, I'm very good. Thank you. Very excited, as we uh, as we normally are when these things happen. Very oh, excited, absolutely buzzing. I was quaking in my chair. I'm so excited for this one. Quaking in your chair. Quaking in my chair. There you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I don't just say that for anybody. <laughs> I'm talking to us about, of course, has been excited to welcome another fantastic guest on the podcast. We are joined by the fantastic comedian Vittorio Angeloni. Vittorio, how are you doing, man? Hello, I'm doing all right. We were talking about my housing stress, but I'm glad to be not thinking about that. <laughs> there you right go. Now. We'll give you an hour's Let's break of that as we chat. So about the film it. we've chosen is the indie film Housing Stress from 1995. <laughs> <laughs> um, so sorry, obviously, if, if people don't know, you're, you're a stand-up comedian. What, what have you got going on at the moment? I am. I'm a stand-up comedian. I'm about to embark on my first tour. And Woo. we announced a bunch of dates. They all sold out, oh, which wow. is mad. Well done. Uh, so we're adding a bunch of dates as of uh, February, so that they'll be they'll be announced uh, and on sale on my website. Good luck spelling. <laughs> my name. Is that UK and Ireland? Is it? Yeah, UK and Ireland. So we're all around. Uh, just yeah. So if you're in either of those places and you live anywhere near a big city, I'm not. Co- I'm not coming to your little. No, why village. should you? Why People should you? Not doing it. Are you? Are you coming here? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's insane. Live somewhere better. What are you talking about? If you're not in Manchester, Birmingham or London, I'm sorry. But it's not happening. <laughs> There's like 34 dates on the tour and they're like, why aren't you coming to Skittlesbury? And I'm like, where's that? Why are you playing the Village Hall? Uh, what's the most remote place you're going? Mm. Uh, it's got to be like Limerick or somewhere, mm. but that is a city, yeah. like it's quite a big city. I'm trying to think where's, I mean, Southampton, <laughs> Cambridge, Bristol, Cardiff. I'm going that. sorry, I'm going oh, that. Yeah, that's fairly, mm-hmm. that's pretty that's far north. Far as fuck. <laughs> well, make sure you get your tickets. As, you, as as Victoria says, it'll all be on his website, but we'll put links on uh, out when this uh, when this episode Thank comes you. out. Uh, anyway, we always start these episodes with a completely random question. I'll come to you first, Alice. This is from the guys. We put this out to the listeners. This is from the guys over at the Beheaded podcast. And they ask, <laughs> if you could have any type of condiment come out of your belly button, what would it be? Just a fairly normal 
question. Yeah, Should... and you know what? I'm always thinking when I'm eating chips, I'm like, damn it. If what only if I, I had, could just press if my If only I had some mayonnaise yeah. and ketchup just coming out of the orifices on my body. Um, so I, I hate this question because it grosses me out, something rotten. But I guess if I had to answer, I mean, I love ketchup, you know, fucking basic bitch over here. And I think in terms of like hygiene and cleanliness, that's not a bad one to pick. I think if you chose mayo... That's going to get pretty fucking disgusting pretty quickly, right? But yeah. ketchup, not as disgusting. Because it's because it'll go sugar. off, you mean? Because it'll like go exactly, off. Exactly, yeah. yeah but, imagine the fucking stink But presumably, of that if up. you could generate this condiment, it'd be like Spider Man's web. So, like, it would always just be generating. It wouldn't go off, would it? Otherwise, what's the <laughs> I, I point? I see. You've thought about this, Josh. Of course, um, I have. Yeah. What, who hasn't thought about this question? You're lying awake at night. <laughs> you can't like, sleep. If I could. Um, but yeah, I'll go with ketchup. I feel like it's slightly. Because I do like ketchup and it's not as disgusting as, as mayonnaise might be. Uh, what about you, Josh? If you well, could squirt be... any condiment. <laughs> if I could squirt any condiment out of my body. Um, well, it might it be a bit be... of basketball, this. Like if you, if you were going to do a psycho, like it... fucking mayo coming up the belly button. Yeah. It wouldn't be ketchup because as you know, I hate ketchup. It's the worst thing mankind's ever invented. Oh, um, whoops, sorry. I, I can't Forgot. stand it. Forgot about that. Don't, I've just always, say, I've always hated it. I don't know why. Like I can't. I'm one of those people. Like if if it's accidentally put on my plate and it touches my food, I'm like I can't. I have to. You ate baked beans as well, don't you? And they're just like swimming in tomato sauce. Exactly. So, maybe maybe yeah. the linked. I don't know. I've always mm. hated ketchup. I always hate baked beans ever since I was like a baby. Um, mm. as... yeah, like tomato soup. No, not tomato. tomato no, no. I like tomato soup and like pesto oh, and bolognese and all that. It's just how inconsistent of you. I know it is inconsistent. I should have <laughs> I should have nailed my colours to the tomato flavoured mast, shouldn't I? But um, <laughs> yeah. no, I just didn't. I, just, I don't know why. I don't know why because I don't mind yeah, it. Are you a big? Yeah, I'm guy. always. Boys, I, I love my, I love my cold tomato soup. As soon as I sit in the restaurant, have you got any gazpacho or what? Come on, get it out. Shouldn't need any prep time. It's cold. Um, so I, no, I've always hated ketchup. Can I up? So it is is like a is like a pickle or a chutney a condiment? Or are we talking just yeah, the sauces? Oh no, chutney for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I probably yeah. have in that case lime pickle. Oh, I fucking love lime pickle. I love lime pickle. Oh, yeah, delicious. because. That's not gonna I suppose sting. It would sting wouldn't Ooh, it's like it salt and it's Ooh, like yeah. very acidic. It's very acidic and it's, it's like the salt and vinegar crisps in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not then. I don't know. Um let's just say and it's yeah, I'd have I'd have either lime pickle or like just just um chutney. Just like carrying so on your poppy doms, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Big pop and then you could yeah. just be at the Indian, you're already bloated, shirt open with the lads. You know oh, it God. is. You know it is, and you just <laughs> Pumping. I hate this question so much. Another pint of cobra, <laughs> please, mate. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, gosh. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about What about you, Vittorio? <sighs> well, I, I've been trying. So is it that you can on command? I guess so. Or yeah. is it constantly seen? Oh, no, God. I'd say it's I on, command. on command. I think like Josh said, sort of Spider-Man web rules. I think that makes the most sense. Right. Okay, okay, okay. Then I think... Right, now this is going to be mad and you might say it's not a condiment. Is Cadbury's chocolate spread a condiment? Um, no. I would, so, what, I don't know. What's Cadbury's chocolate? Like Nutella? It's like oh, Nutella, but I'm Yeah, yeah, I know the one you mean. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't initially think that's a condiment, like in the same way I wouldn't think that jam is. But I mean... Anything can be a condiment. I hate jam. Don't oh, talk sorry, to about no, jam. Okay, so no jam, no tomato ketchup. All right. Well, I hate I'll jam. Keep quiet. Keep quiet. I hate jam. Any any cooked fruit except tomatoes. We're the opposite. 
any cooked fruit except tomatoes. I'm not on board. I don't like apple crumble. I don't like apple pie. I don't like jam. I don't like Jaffa cakes. I don't like jammy Dodgers. Whoa. I hate it all. I used to go to kids' birthday parties. Um, no, when I was a kid, not like yeah. now. <laughs> when I clarify yeah, yeah. that, I don't. As you get, in, as you get in your party bag at the end, it's just got fucking jam in it. I'm so, yeah. I swear to God. Well, no, this is the thing. Take it back. The, the cake, because they always had jam mm-hmm. in the middle. So I would get my mum to cut the jam out of the middle of the cake. Uh, what about like, so are you a custard donut guy? I hate custard. Don't talk. Wow. Just, just ring donuts then. <laughs> yeah, I love I love the sugared ring donuts. I think they're class. So we got chocolate spread then, ketchup, and then lime chutney for me. Lime pickle. But I feel bad. I feel like I'm going to get some stick for saying chocolate But what about a savory one then? Could you pick a savory I guess the everyone. I, I mean, I'm a fan of a thousand Ooh. islands. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is rogue because it's not very applicable not... to a lot of things, but I do think I, those when, Oh, when it do. comes up, yeah. Nice. I worked at Subway for when well, I was just a student, and I we, that's the one we always got. You get to the sauce. What sauce? Thousand Island. It's not America, mate. We don't we don't have Thousand Island. And then because <laughs> apart- Am I wrong? So, well, this is t- 10 years ago. In Tesco, it's no. Thousand I mean, Island. in Subway, in a four pack in of Subway, dips? I don't think they do Thousand Island on the, on the, uh, on the sauces. So I once, I, I once said to him, "You went Thousand Island." I went, "We don't do it." And he went, "What if I go and get some?" And I went, um, <laughs> "Yeah, if you want." And I had to put his Subway to one side, and he came back, jumped the queue. I was like, "Don't worry about this guy. He's just." He's just a weirdo been to buy his own sauce. I'm just going to put it on. And then I had to put Thousand Island on his seven quid sandwich or whatever. That's so (laughs) mad. I remember I had a friend who worked at Subway and he said he used to get these real idiots come in who didn't know what anything was called. They would walk in and they would go, you go any salad and they go, I give us a... onions, tomatoes, salad. (laughs) And when they they said salad, they meant lettuce. (laughs) <laughs> I once had a guy come in, big, massive bodybuilder type. I think he was obviously looking for a protein kick. And he goes, Put long meatball, please, mate. Double meatball. So I had to give him uh, six, 16 meatballs. Meatball you really, yeah, you really yeah. can't double up on that. We got to the salad. I went, What do you want? And he went, Everything, as much as you can get on it. And then and then oh, I came to close God. it and I just he just looked at me and he just went. Just give it to me like that. And then he just went and ate it with a knife and fork. Because mm. we, 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 well, that's just somebody trying to we up were just, their calories. We were just that's looking mad. at each other like, we both know this isn't going to close, mate. Why? Like, there's yeah, no way. Like, why are you looking at me like I'm gonna, like I could even shut it? But uh, at least he, yeah, at least he was good about it. There's that Bo Burnham song. I don't know if you've ever heard it about when he's in the burrito. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wouldn't have got that. It would have fit. Would have got the cheese if it yeah. would have fit. Well, you are the first person yeah. to come on this podcast who knows what I'm talking about when I say Bo Burnham. I fucking love Bo yeah. Burnham, and I'm buzzing that you brought it up. To be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's move on to talking about this week's film then, which is The Guard from 2011. Now, Vittorio, you chose this one. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what it's about and why you picked it. Is it underrated? Is it underseen? Let's hear it. So it's it's about a, a police officer on the west coast of Ireland near Galway. And he's kind of jaded. He's a bit miserable, but like joyfully miserable. It yeah. seems quite Irish. There's a real... <laughs> Like, he just revels in how shit he thinks everything is. And he just, like, complete nihilism of, like, nothing matters. So I'm just going to piss everybody off and it's just fine. And then Don Cheadle comes over and he's this big, like, American 
Uh, is he FBI? Yeah, FBI, yeah, yeah. CIA, one of those yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's not CIA because he corrects him. He oh, says, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do know this film almost word for word. <laughs> but, oh, wow. Um, it's so, so, so my favorite. It's so good. It's all, I basically uh, have like four or five films that I'll watch. Less so now because I've been very busy, but like once a month. Mm-hmm. Right. And once a month. Wow. Yeah. And yes, I am currently on the waiting list to find out if I have autism, but that's a separate <laughs> issue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the five films, if you want to know, are like In Bruges, The Guard, Blues Brothers, uh, Legend, which people no. think is a weird one to have in there. The As two in, Tom Hardys. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, we, we did that, that we on did the it. podcast. We, we, we did that on the film. It's yes. such a good film. It's brilliant. Um, and The Big Lebowski. Those of are course, my five. What a selection. Will watch. That, is a good selection. Selec- that is a good selection <gasps> of films. But anyway, so they kind of get into all these jeeps trying to chase down all this drug stuff. And it's, a, it's kind of like the... Almost the antithesis of like a buddy cop film. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like they fucking hate each other and they really come from very different worlds, like worlds colliding. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, uh, I just think it's wonderful. And I do think it's under, I think it's underrated because it's directed by Martin McDonough's cousin. It's his brother. It's his older it's brother. His brother. Yeah, yeah. Is it? Yeah, yeah. His older, nobody I think gives it's his a older fuck. brother. No. Nobody gives a fuck about John <laughs> no. Michael McDonald. I think he, he did this in Calvary, didn't he? He'd, and, yeah. And, and, and um, another one more recently, but I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. He's class and it's just like, everyone's like, oh, the other McDonough. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not begrudged. Martin McDonough is one of my favorite writers, favorite yeah. directors. I think he's class. But I just think this has some kind of edge or bite or like a grittiness or like mm. a realism to it. and it's probably literally just a lack of budget but it's like <laughs> there's a there's something a bit like mcdonald's now are so hollywood whereas mm. i think this on the west coast of ireland has a real and i haven't seen banshees of Inish Aaron, but no, i haven't seen it yet it just has a real like yeah i just think it's fucking brilliant I know, mm-hmm. so, I, so i hadn't seen this when you picked it and i thought it was martin mcdonough mm. and then i, I mean it might as well looked yeah. At it. yeah and then i looked at it, I was like, oh it's his brother yeah, so yeah, so yeah, yeah. i i didn't realize there was two, the two of them to be honest like no no offense to john michael mcdonough no, i just yeah, i i had obviously seen mcdonough and thought it was was him because i remember this yeah. coming out and and, and 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 it's been one that had been on my list to watch for a while so i was quite excited to watch it had you seen it alice no, hadn't seen it, hadn't heard of it. Um, See? Yeah, yeah, so definitely. Yeah, I mean, it could be under... I haven't seen that many films, to be fair, but, you know, it could be under Just the, just the ones we've done on this, really. Yeah, that's it. I don't watch any others. Um, but I, I have seen Banshees, and, uh, yeah, I thought it was class. So, like, yeah, if, you, yeah. if you do get around to it, I might watch it this weekend, because it's on Disney Plus now, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. And there is similar, like, similar energy, I think, coming from mm, the two films. Better. You can sort of feel it a little bit, yeah. In the west of Ireland. <laughs> oh well, let's let's get into it then, Alice. So, so what did you think? Uh, I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. I really loved the guard. I really loved this style of film, where you've kind of got this sort of witty, quick, and captivating and entertaining dialogue around what of some pretty grim and awful scenes. So, like the lads dying in the car crash, or like the scene of the crime where the fella's been shot through the head. And then obviously bouncing off that then. So the script in this is obviously doing so much of the heavy lifting. Like the story itself, not that original and not that interesting, Mm. but it's the way that it's delivered to you is really entertaining. And it held up like throughout the whole of the film. Like there was Mm. no lulls for me. Like the 
the sort of the quality of the writing was sustained throughout and then mm. obviously helped, I think, by some really great performances and really great direction as well. Um, what about you, Josh? What were your sort of initial thoughts I've, coming away from it? I, I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. I, yeah. I, like everything you've just said there and more. I mean, the script for me, which, which we'll come on to, the, the, was the highlight. But the script, the performances, the look, the feel of the film, like Victoria mm-hmm. said, there is a... There is quite a like sort of like a, it's almost like an Irish sensibility to the film in that yeah. casualness and that nonchalance around what they do. Like everything's just every character in this is just laid back about everything. They're completely mm-hmm. bored by yeah. They're just like oh, by the most horrific. Thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> just not asked. Yeah, mm-hmm. but by everything. So, um, so you watched this once a month in Victoria. So when was the last time you watched it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh God, it was probably <laughs> a month ago. <laughs> no, it was. It's been a while because oh really. Hectic. Yeah. I think maybe October or November time. That's still pretty recent though. Been a while, but Isn't like, it? I mean, really, that opening scene of the, car the NERD track. And yes. he yeah. stays their drugs. Yeah. Puts it on his tongue, looks out onto the greyest <laughs> west coast of Ireland sky and goes, what a beautiful fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I just think it's just incredible. I think it's just... Uh, and the I've I've just remembered the soundtrack as well of like all the Western stuff. It's all like jump to get him, jump to get him, jump to jump to get him, jump to get him, jump to And it's just, yeah, it's just so I oh, it's so good. It's a really well put together film, isn't it? Because yeah. like the look of it, the sound. One thing I was really interested in, they did a lot of good stuff with like color. Yes. So so yep. it's like is mm-hmm. it is is it is his house is really green? Yeah, and the police station's green. really blue. The yeah. diner's really red. There's a yeah. car that's like the, the orangest car you'll ever see in your life. Yeah, with and the fellow with the co- patch short, yeah, the cowboy hat. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, and then like you say, then at times he's looking off, off uh, along these all these beautiful landscapes, but it's just quite grey. Yeah, at times, <laughs> and then like in his flat, it's the it's the it's the greenest house you'll ever see in your life. Yeah. It looks like a it looks like the Simpsons house or something yeah. like the way that the walls are so bright. It's and and that's obviously a purposeful choice. So I really enjoyed that. Like you said, it's written and directed by John Michael McDonough, and he's he, I think he's done an absolutely brilliant job. So, Alice, what else did you like about it? Um, so just touching off what you said there, and in my notes, I pretty much wrote down word for word what you just said about the use of these really vivid and like block mm. colours for the different mm. parts of scenery. A lot of stuff going on with the lighting as well, mm. with uh, the internal shots, especially with, when we're in the bar. There's like this really stark sort of yellow and blue kind of alongside each other, but just really dramatic and really atmospheric. Um, so just to go into the way it looked a little bit more. So it looks brilliant, but for a few different reasons, I think. So you've already touched on the landscape there. And there is, for me, I feel like there is some similar similarity between this landscape and the Welsh landscape as well. So, you know, that always hits me a little bit harder as well. And I love this sort of scenery. It's really like really rugged and kind of sparse and really dramatic, even though it's it, sometimes it's not even really doing much. It could just be a, mm. a simple shot of the scenery and it just feels dramatic. And I love that. Um, like you said, uh, you've got some really stark sort of block colours going on there, which express some really interesting things. And then beyond that, so a lot of the action and the movement and the blocking was really interesting. So when Liam Cunningham's character, so mm. he's like the gangster boss, isn't he? Yeah. I can't remember what his name is. She, she he is it? Is she? Francis Sheehy Scaffington. She, yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah. So he phones the police station and he speaks to Jerry, doesn't he? And he saw, I think, is he phoning in the first murder? 
yeah. kind of basically saying, yeah. like, oh, this lad's been killed or whatever. And whilst we're seeing that phone call, he's walking across the frame, like he's walking in and out of the shot. The camera yeah. stays stationary and he's walking in and out, in and out. And I just thought that was a really interesting choice. And then you've got a lot of this going on throughout where there's some real like intent behind where the characters are standing, how they're sort of next to one another. There's some really interesting, like it conveys some really different feelings about like power dynamics and stuff. And it all just felt really intentional and it all really immerses you into the film. Um, the lighting, which I've already touched on there. Yeah, this is the problem. See, I've got my notes written down here, but because Josh has already said everything that I was going to say, it's kind of That's like, so oh, I'm just repeating myself. But essentially, I just feel like the way it looks, it's so it's so on purpose. Like nothing happens by accident from this. Every mm. scene has been designed in, in a way to try and get you to feel something about, about what's going on, about the characters. And I thought that it was just really successful in doing so. Um, I do find with this style of film, you've got to be really careful about making sure that everyone feels like they're in the same film, right? And that everyone is acting in a similar sort of way. So the inclusion of Don Cheadle in something like this, I thought was really interesting and could have potentially been a real risk mm. because you don't want him to bring too much Hollywood to it mm. because it might diminish what the other actors are doing. And it might end up um, being that the film doesn't convey the sort of feeling and the sort of mood that you hope to, but it really works and everyone works really well together. And I think the director has obviously had so much to do with that because mm. if you brought someone in on this and they didn't understand the assignment and they just, it would feel like, it, they would just feel so out of place. Like mm. if you accidentally sort of cast the wrong person or they just didn't understand what the script was trying to do, you'd feel like you've got like Tony Stark Iron Man in the middle of this sort of mm. different sort of action that's going on. Um, so I just really, I love that. I love that he he everyone understood what to do and they all complemented each other brilliantly, I thought. I think the McDonald's are quite well known for demanding quite a lot of rehearsal time, whereas okay. other directors just like get in, start filming. But mm -hmm. I, so I think they have like, because they come from a theater background, mm. they're like, no, we're going to rehearse for four weeks and then we'll start ah. filming. So I think that probably... That's I, I interesting. It, well, that shows, really comes across, doesn't it? I think it definitely, just like you say, like, I don't know if John Michael McDonough did, but Mike McDonough definitely started as a playwright, didn't he? And he'd done, yeah. he's done some quite successful plays, so that fits. And quite often you can tell with films. I think, is it Scorsese? He likes a lot of rehearsal time mm. as well. And then some other ones you can, like, you can tell, like, there are some films that you go, these people have never met. Or they're not even mm. in the same yeah. room. They're not even mm -hmm. in the same room at this at this point. But it doesn't show with this. And like you said, the, the Don Cheadle character... It's, I think the way they play it so well is they sort of go, you, you're the fish out of water here. Yeah. But, mm. but he doesn't completely overdo it. Mm. There are other films where in less skilled writers, directors' hands, they put that in and it's just constant like disagreement or like winking at the camera. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Sort of oh, thing. I'm American. Where, I don't understand yeah, what you just where, said. Whereas sort of in thing. this, he plays it really subtly. It's just like, mm. what? Like, I don't really understand, you know, what's going on. So, so enjoy that. Let, let, let's talk about the script then, Victoria. What, like, obviously you're in, in comedy. What do you think of it as a, as a sort of dark comedy? It's endlessly quotable. I think, mm. I think there's just so many, lit, but even like bizarre ones and talking about those little, like, it's quite a knowing film. Like it almost yes. like it almost feels like it knows it's a film. And there's mm. a bit where um I don't know if it's in like the director's cut or something, but Mark Strong looks right down the barrel of the lens mm. and goes, I like sharks. 
I think no, no, it, no that's in the that's in the main yeah, one. I did yeah. Yeah. right down that, the yeah. bar yeah. And they're at an like, aquarium think, aren't they and I he just serving yeah. and it's like <laughs> why do you say that to me <laughs> my so I, I so for me I, I love the script but I wrote some lines that I love down there's one bit where he says he wouldn't hurt a fly and Brendan Gleeson's character goes he didn't he put a bullet in his head <laughs> <laughs> like that bit yeah. there's a bit where he says where they're all arguing in the briefing room and the, the sort of chief of police or the boss goes come on lads not in front of the American. <laughs> I know. It's it's like, nothing to do with that. He's an FBI agent, just not in front of the American. Don't let the American guy know what it's like. Like, it's we're so all bickering with each other. Um, <laughs> and then the bit where, um, so in it, uh, Brent, uh, uh, is it uh, Jerry, is it Boyle or Boyce? What's his surname? Uh, Boyle, isn't it? His surname. The... Jerry Boyle. Yeah, Boyle. Yeah. Brendan Gleeson's character. So anyway, his mm. his partner, who's only his partner, or his, his staff for one day goes missing and his wife comes around and he's in, like, obviously he's in his pants and a dressing gown. <laughs> slip he goes, into something less let comfortable. Me sli- let me slip into something less comfortable. <laughs> but then he puts on, like, this Hugh Hefner dressing gown. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Really like I burst out laughing at that. Let, me, just... put, let me slip into something less comfortable. <laughs> the most irreverent like script in and around like a, a woman who's like lost her husband yeah. is in just going great footballers they're Croatians <laughs> <laughs> or they used to be it's just, it's just it, like you say irreverent is the because for me as I've already sort of touched on the script is the star of this and it's, this is how for me you do a dark comedy mm. sometimes you do a dark comedy and you know it's subjective everyone has their own taste but sometimes you'll, people will release something and be like it's a dark comedy and I think it's just dark like there's no yeah. there's yeah, no actual yeah, yeah, comedy yeah, yeah. in it but because they want it to feel edgy they'll be like it's dark but it's a dark comedy or whatever and I sometimes yeah. think I'm not saying I'm not being as basic as to say it has to have jokes in it or it has to make you laugh but I do think there has to be an actual element of comedy in yeah. there for it to for it to be a dark comedy and this does that in the way it's funny but the subject matter is dark and it and it it brings sort of levity to those heavier tones and like you say it's through that irreverent dialogue and through the fact that he's very sort of world weary and grit and, and like not asked and nonchalant about stuff so i really love that i really love that darkness that sort of idea of the the characters facing Facing adversity, but just with a casual, like, nonchalance. Like, oh, I'm not bothered, yeah. whatever. It's just what happens in it. Not bothered. Like, there's a... I love the red herring in it. So there's a red herring that it start. One of the opening scenes is is the character who's murdered. And later on, when he talks to the hitman hit or one of the gangsters, he's like, what was, like, the Bible bit and the number on the wall about? And he's just like, well, oh, just to confuse you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there's no... <laughs> No, it doesn't have a point. It's just like, yeah. why did you write five on the wall and why did he have Bible verses in his mouth? Just... Oh, just whatever just oh wait what's the what's the what's the bit what's the bit where he says in that when they go to that house and they're looking at the guy sat and he goes um is his wife ran off with a fella from this place I say ran off he's in a wheelchair (laughs) he was one of them uh what's the word uh Spastics. <laughs> and the guy goes, so I don't dark. think that's the right word. And he goes, Would you fuck off back to America with your fucking appropriate Barack Obama? <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, it's, it, I, I thought it was, it was really funny. And, and, and that again, the, the script is then brought to life, like you say, by the actors. Oh, Brendan Gleason is, is oh my brilliant God. in this. Mm. Like, obviously, there's a great supporting cast, but I love how interesting Boyle is as a character. Like, he's gruff and hard and ignorant, won't change with the times, but he loves Disney World. Loves <laughs> so it. So the guy's like, oh, he's been at Disney World, and he's like, oh, this was last year. 
Cool. He's I like, know Goofy. Like, yeah. He's my favorite. <laughs> He's my favorite. <laughs> What did you go with? Like your your family's like, no, on my own. Like I love Goofy. He's my favorite. <laughs> but they did, I love. They, there's a real softness to him as there well. Is, with his there's because with his mom and the storyline at the and end. Just as well. that bit of like the real, not um, not delving into sentimentality at all in the script, where he's packing up her room at the hospice, yes. and he goes, uh, "She was a good woman. She was my mother." Mm. and leaves the room and it's just like fuck that yeah. hits so much harder than if he does, sat in the bed and yeah. cried do you know what and I mean and it's like Coldplay on or something yeah <laughs> like, it's just really it, it, no, you're, it, 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 the realism is what hits home isn't it mm. but no I love it because what they do is they keep him grumpy all the way through and they, there's a, so there's that sort of hint that everything he does is planned out but also that it looks like he's making it up as he goes along yeah so don Cheadle says to him doesn't he i can't work out if you're really fucking stupid or really fucking clever and he just and then at the end he just smirks and then at the end it shows it again but you see him smile and you're like it looks so weird when he smiles because all the way through the film he has that gruff sort of demeanor so when he smiles It's a really straight, like it's really strange, but but affecting sort of part of the film. Because I and love the, the um... one other bit when he smirks, where because early in the film, and this is where it's endlessly quotable, where he's like, "I thought only black lads were drug dealers <laughs> <laughs> and Mexicans, mules they call them." <laughs> but then later on, when he goes to the swim, and then they're having their very different breakfasts. I really like that. He's having mm. a black coffee. With like a cube of sugar that he puts mm. in his it's mouth, just, and it's very like it's got full Irish, just dignified, and he's <laughs> just like hacking away at tomatoes and just like going mad. <laughs> and he goes, "I thought black lads couldn't ski, or is that swimming?" <laughs> and then he, finally, the American gets that he's joking, and he goes, "Ho, ho!" And just a little glimmer out of Brendan Gleeson, and it's like, "Oh, good, he's actually joining in in the fun now." That's. That's good. It's just, I think that's a really and, lovely. And they do bounce off each other really well in yeah. the scenes that they're together as well. Um, was there anything else, Alice? Anything else you particularly liked about it? Um, so you touched a little bit there on the music, but I thought the music was very good for a lot of the time. There's like this sort of playful murder mystery music style mm. going on, which I thought complemented the action really well. And then as we get towards the end, it's like this Western like, and the yeah. whole thing starts to feel a little bit like a Western, but it's really atmospheric, really enhances the viewing experience. Um, I love hearing the word gobshite in a film. How often do we hear that? We don't oh, hear that very often. Gobshite. gobshite. I was like, excellent, that's going on the list there. Um, and just finally, I really love the relationship between Jerry and uh, Don Cheadle's character, whose name escapes me. I just it kept saying Sergeant. He kept calling him Sergeant, and I don't yeah. know if his first name came up that often. I can't remember. Um, but they go on a great journey together. Mm-hmm. And like by the end, like, and, and he seems sort of like, he actually seems genuinely sad Wendell. when... Mm. That's Wendell. It. Yeah. Is it Wendell, is it? Yeah. Is it Wendell, is it? yeah. He, he, he's um, a horse. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 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 But I love them. Oh, and then the talk in Irish at the the door of the thing. Yes. yeah, Yeah. 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 Um, but they're just really sweet together and they have a really nice journey and he seems genuinely sad at the end when it looks like he's dead. Yeah. Okay then, so let's move on to talk about things that we perhaps didn't like about the film or that we might change about the film. Now, I don't think this is going to be an extensive log section, mm-hmm. but let's let's see. Alice, was there anything for you? Not really. Um, so one note that I did make maybe three quarters of the way through was like, oh, it's not particularly exciting, like if you're looking for excitement. But then it ends with a shootout on a boat (laughs) and then the boat goes on fire. So I was like, well, that is exciting. And that was a pretty cool scene. Um, So I don't actually have anything for this section, Josh. And I really tried. So this is rare, uh, Vittorio, because we try to be really balanced. Mm. And it's like, oh, you know, try and find things that maybe weren't as great as the other things, didn't like, could change, whatever. I don't have anything, so it'll be interesting to see what you say, Josh, and maybe something you say will will jog something in my mind, mm. but now nah, I've got nothing to contribute to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, I I I only have one thing, but like I was mm. really reaching, you know, and you're like, I've got to say something. Yeah. <laughs> got to be yep. balanced. So mm-hmm. mine was, I suppose, they could have made more of Don Cheadle's character. Okay. Like, like maybe he was a little bit underused in places because he is sort of just there to be the boy scout but that's sort of neither here nor there mm. do you know what i mean it is it's such a tight film it's only an hour and a half they could have easily got another 15 minutes out of it but then on the other hand how many times have we talked about a film we've gone could have lost 15 minutes it just dragged mm. it out so i don't know i would have liked to have maybe seen more from don cheetah well that doesn't necessarily it's not even a dislike it's like a, i would have liked as well Mm-hmm. sort of thing but other than that no it's just such a well-made it's a very meticulous comedy. it's a very meticulous yeah. film i think is a lot mm-hmm. like it's great attention to detail yeah absolutely. there's one scene that got that gets cut and i only i only know it because some of the dialogue is on the soundtrack on spotify but it's not in oh, right. the movie i'm pretty sure it's not in the movie i'm not sure maybe i've seen uh, there's there are a couple of different versions floating about i think 
But there is um there's a line, there's a scene that I think has been cut where he talks, he has like a meeting with his mom's doctor. Mm. And he asks what the prognosis is. And he says she seemed fine on the outside. Mm. And he goes, the doctor says, it's not about what's on the outside. It's about what's on the inside eating away at you. Mm. And is that, is that, did you it see is, yeah. that scene? Yeah, yeah. He speak, yes, he speaks to the doctor. It's only a very, very brief scene, but it's fairly early on. He goes I to think see, that see gets the extended slightly, but again, maybe that is just as long as it needed mm. to be. It just seems to move on from stuff when it needed to move yeah. on from stuff yeah. and it was just like it, it yeah it really doesn't dwell in anything no it does i mean is there anything you don't like or that you change or is this just like knockout for you i mean it's really really good <laughs> it's class <laughs> and that's that, that's that's absolutely fine that yeah. is probably there's not many other films where we've had less to say in this bit is there alice uh, no, and like to really not really be able to bring anything to the table. That's happened one other time for me with Popstar, Never Stop, Never Stopping. But the, <laughs> because you, you picked that though. <laughs> of course I picked it, yeah, and it's one of my favourite films. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just a quality film. Like mm. everything about it is quality and well thought out and like you said, meticulously thought out and there is nothing left up to chance and everyone understands the assignment and everything complements everything else, like the visuals and the audio and everything just works really well together. And it's just a nice, it is a nice break to get this sort of film where the words are so important mm. and it's not about flash and it's not about CGI and it's not about like these big, massive jokes or these massive like action points or whatever. It's just... It's just a great film. Got to mm. shout out as well, Mark Strong. This is now the fourth Mark Strong film, I think, that yeah. we've done, Josh. Is it? So he just pops up a lot. He's brilliant. I love Mark Strong. Want to see him in more stuff. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the first one. Have first, you seen fourth Tar? One Have you seen Tar I haven't yet? seen it yet. No, is he? Oh, is that, that the Kate Blanchett? Yeah, film? yeah, Mark Strong's in that as well. Is he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he gets yeah. He's a proper chameleon. You almost don't recognize he's... him and stuff. Oh, he's in this as well. And there's just, I love the random headshot where he's got hair. Uh, there's they always just, Mark, they just Mark Strong loves put being a, in a wig. Yeah. It's put, so a, put a wig on him so it shows that it's in the past. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, well, okay, here's one for you then. Since there's nothing that we don't like about it, could you pick a favourite scene? Come to, uh, you first, come to you first, Alice. So, sorry, yeah, I just jumped in straight away. So <laughs> for me, it is, it's definitely towards the end where um, the guy, I can't remember his name, but one of the gangsters breaks into Jerry's house and they're, oh, sat and they're sat across from each other yeah, and have yeah. this conversation where he's like, am I going to shoot you? Am I not going to shoot you? And the guy's like, oh, I've picked something up. He's like scratching his crotch. He's like, oh, I've yeah. picked something up from one of these girls or whatever, like crabs or herp or whatever it is. Yeah. And then he pulls the gun out and then shoots him. I love that whole thing. Like, because it's just it's just two guys talking, you know. That's like, mine. Really, that, that, is that, it? Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, like, that bit is like a play. Yeah. yeah like, it's it almost is, like, yeah. it's like a two-hander. And the bit where he is dying and he goes, don't mock me. Mm. That feels like that it's feels like for, like yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It feels like it feels like a play, doesn't it? It feels that's are almost the like growing dim, are they? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the most that's like the, almost the, one of the most tragic scenes in the yeah. in the film. I love the bit where he says to him, you, why do I have to do it? Because you're a psychopath. I'm not a psychopath, I'm a sociopath. What's the difference? I don't know. It's tricky that one. Yeah, it's so funny. What and about you? They're quoting there. They're quoting. I love when they're quoting. All the philosophers, philosophers and Nietzsche well. and stuff like that. In the Nietzsche. Everybody says Nietzsche. He goes, uh, God is there. Everybody knows that one. <laughs> do, you, do you have a favorite Z, Vittorio? 
I really like when Don Cheadle arrives and Brendan Gleeson is heckling him. At the briefing. During the, at the brief, and he just has his hand up. <laughs> <laughs> you fellas are always saying street value this, street value this. Yeah. I do wonder, what street are you buying your cocaine on? Because it's a very different street to the one I'm buying my cocaine yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. Very <laughs> good. And then the other one is um, when uh, Aiden comes in and they're on shift, but Brendan Gleeson's just playing the... <laughs> on the arcade. The, <laughs> get, me, get me a pint. <laughs> <laughs> and I love how silly it is that that's definitely like that definitely like tees up later that he's a very good shot yeah. you know what I mean like yeah. when he nails down and like makes the shot from a distance and that definitely like in my brain I was like oh yeah because he was practiced <laughs> then, but then he's another character who's only in a couple of scenes but he's another one who they're all so casual about death so like yeah. when he knows he's gonna die he's walking off and they go do you want to turn around or kneel down? And he goes, no, I'll just take it as it comes if it's all the yeah. same to you. Obviously, yeah. knowing he's going to get shot in the back and he's going to die. And it's just very much like, no, I'd rather go out on my terms. You are right. Like, yeah, and he goes, brilliant. yeah, show you up for the cards that you are. And he goes, yeah. suit yourself. Yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant as well, though, that because the, the moment when he realises what's going to happen, because he's not obviously in the film that much, and I don't even know who the actor is, but you can see the change in his eyes mm. when he realizes what's going to happen because he mm. asks them all to like get out the car and then asks all of them for their ID, but they're not reaching to get their ID. No. And they're just being really casual, really like, chatting. Get on and it's with like it, that sort he of asks thing. them again, like, oh, can you get your ID? And they make no move to get their ID out. And then that's when he realizes, oh, fuck, they have no intention of listening to me. This is the end. And you yeah. see the flat, like the change in his face. Oh, brilliant. So subtle. But the really, only, really the, good. The, the, the only the, the, one of the main points because I looked at like the actor. I can't remember. I think he's called Rory uh, Keenan or Keenan or something like that. I think, mm. Apologies. He's not listening, but if he is, apologies. <laughs> um, but the only the main bulk of his Wikipedia page is that he's married to Gemma Arterton. That's so funny. That, that's what it's just like. Oh, and they're expecting their first child together. It's like this whole guy's career Aww. is. Oh, he's, he's married to <laughs> Gemma really Arterton. Funny. But really it's funny. funny. It's just popped into my head that scene there where he dies really reminded me of like a, it's almost it could be like a Coen Brothers scene yeah and that's funny because that goes back to what you were, what you were saying there the five films you mentioned were was it The Big Lebowski In Bruges This Blues, 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 Blues Brothers and yeah. Legend so maybe okay maybe not Blues Brothers and Legend but the three that we mentioned there are all quite similar in their, in their sort of sentiment and but the way they are but they're all the same in, in terms of people having the most casual mundane conversations yeah. in the face of Absolutely. Like the bit in the Blues Brothers when they're going up in the lift and of course, the hundreds yeah. of SWAT teams in the army <laughs> are all arriving and they're just going up in the lift. And when they're driving through the mall, like crashing through everything yeah. in the Blues Brothers and just chatting, we're like, oh, they didn't used to have that there. And they're like smashing <laughs> through stuff. It's just that. It's And the same in Legend when they're like before they like kick the shit out of the guys, he goes like, you know that? You got to let it settle. And then yeah, he puts yeah. it down and then like fights everybody. And um yeah, I think that's that's a real theme for me. If I just love really say? understated dialogue. Yeah, so your taste in films is people being calm and using good dialogue in the face of death. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I just think that's the best. Just, I think it's just it's, like on Netflix. Have you got any? Uh, yeah, films because that are just you liked. That? <laughs> well, it's just understanding that, like, when the 
when the action is high, you don't need intense dialogue like it does yeah. in itself. And understanding the opposite, that when there's very, not much all of those films are very understated, alive. aren't they? Yeah. Very, very understated. It makes me so happy that Legend is on that list because <laughs> I picked that for this podcast. It's so good. So it I, did. Uh, that makes me very happy. So, and people think it's shit. Yeah, it's Josh thinks really... it's shit. I you didn't think, think it's shit. shit. I had to I... fight it. I had to fight it. It's underrated, <laughs> though. It, was, it is underrated. I thought it was decent, but like mm. Tom Hardy elevates it to a better film. Yeah. That's, that's they deserve. I... Um, Lots of plaudits. I kind of stole their idea in my uh, one of the promo things I did during the Edinburgh Fringe. Where have you seen their poster for that film? Mm-hmm. Which one? Have you seen what they did with the star reviews for the, oh, for yeah. the poster <laughs> for Legends? <laughs> they had a two yeah, star yeah. in between. I did that in Edinburgh. I had a five and a four and a half, but I stuck my head in front of the half. <laughs> yeah, very good. Very good. That's the way to do it. It's so funny. It's just so. <laughs> but yeah i just think that i think those films are fucking brilliant if you haven't seen any of them get on i mean you have you must have seen it i've seen all of yeah, them you know what i haven't seen the big lebowski what I, I know yeah, i know great. i know maybe i need to get that on my list talk about a good soundtrack that is, oh, is it, yeah. i love the, the big the big lebowski is like one of my go-to I've seen this so many times i'm just gonna have it on whilst i do other stuff film, yeah. and then i'll find myself watching it yeah, mm. but yeah, I love yeah, love the big Lebowski. Yeah, and trying to think of that in Bruges as well. This, the dialogue in that, the the bit where they're talking about, I just love the you're an inanimate fucking object. You're an inanimate <laughs> oh, fucking object. You, and the bit about the all that's going to happen is your, your kids. Why are you bringing my kids into this? <laughs> Don't bring my cunt kids into this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's one of those films where if you want to see a different side of Ray Fiennes. Yeah, it's because really, he, he really just funny. absolutely he's loving what he's doing. And that, Brandon Gleeson at one point goes, "The kid's suicidal," <laughs> and Ray fans go, "I'm suicidal. You're suicidal. We're all fucking suicidal. We don't fucking bang on about it." <laughs> okay, then we can move on then to talking about the critical reception then, and then we can see if we if we think it is underrated, underseen, where we're at with it. So, Alice, have you seen any of the critical reception? Have you managed to avoid it? No, I have managed Excellent. to avoid it. Yes. So, the question is then, how do you think it did, and what would you give it, roughly? So, this is, for me, this is easily an eight. Mm. Definitely an eight. And I feel like, surely it got that. Surely it got at least an eight, right? Surely. Le- so, I've got to go with eight. that. So, I'm okay. going to say... I'm going to say it got an 8.2 or an 82 because okay. I think I don't know how you could look at this and think it's not a good film in mm. any way. Like mm. I just, I can't. So yeah, I, even yeah. if it's not your thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Well, it's nailed what it was going for. Exactly. Like it's, it's, a, it. it's so brilliantly constructed and delivered. Um, so yeah, for me, 8.2, 82, that is what I would give it. And I think... That is what it got. That's what they got. What it got. I think do you, so. Do you know Vittorio or do you want to ask I don't, that? I don't, I'm not one so, for so, looking at reviews and stuff. What, uh, what would you give it and how do you think so it is this did? Rotten Tomatoes critics? So, sorry, it's or... IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, both critics and audience, and then we sort of average it out. I mean, I'm giving it like a, like a 9.5, but wow. I think no. things yeah. don't get that. So, yeah. no. Okay. Again, like if it is on the rate, I'll be furious. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's have a look then. So I have to say, Alice, you are pretty well, you are spot on. Oh, 
Good so at, at the time of recording, and this, I think this is going to boil some pace, this, uh, I, IMDb gives it 7.3. Okay. That's um, low. That's, that is low. Ah, that is ah, low, man. However, yeah. okay, the audience on Rotten Tomatoes give it 81%. Very good. Okay. The critics on Rotten Tomatoes, though, give it 94%. <gasps> They're always right. <laughs> <You've> always... <laughs> so that averages out at 82% or 8.2. Yeah. Oh, so for yeah, me, yeah. I would say slightly underrated. I'd say oh, this is wow. a solid. Yeah, this is this is eight and a half, yeah. nine out of ten for me. I really, really okay, enjoyed wow. it. I'd definitely watch it again, and we don't always say that. I'd definitely mm-hmm. watch it again. What about you, Alice? Is that underrated? I mean, I've got to say that that's appropriately rated for me because it was bang on. Because well, it was bang on. But that IMDb score, I seven, do think is, seven that point is three. harsh. Yeah, that is low really for harsh. this. Yeah. We don't often yeah. get the critics outweighing the audience by such a margin, do we? Well, the masses are fucking idiots, aren't they? <laughs> Just a review. You don't like this, you fucking idiot. I meet idiot. them every night. I do stand-up. Yeah, you know. All You're there face-to-face. Face-to-face. Video of you on YouTube in a couple of weeks just doing a gig. Who's, who's in the guard? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've got a bone to pick with the majority of you. Right. Who's been on IMDb giving it this you? Let's have a... <laughs> So the casting vote then, Vittorio, 882 or 8.2, is that underrated? I think that's underrated. There we go. And for me as well, I would probably say, I reckon there's an element of this that's underseen. I don't know how it did at the box office, but I, I think it should be more widely seen. I would. I, I think it's definitely underseen, and I think it could... It could definitely get like a bit of a revival now. I think sort of now that Banshees of Inishirin has come back, and obviously Brendan Gleeson as well, and it's sort of got similar like similar vibes almost yeah, yeah. um so i think if so if anyone listening has watched banshees and liked it go and watch this so is it similar yeah. to this, this is it it's is it? just in in the way not the storyline necessarily but the way it's been written the way mm. it's delivered it's that same kind of sort of quite horrific things happening but with this with this almost poetic and beautiful script that's going on do you know mm. what i mean um, but it's it's really good, and there is similar energy from the two of them. But yeah, I think I think this is definitely underseen as well. I hadn't even heard of it, and I don't think if it were if it wasn't for this podcast, I don't know if I would have. I don't know if I would have seen it. People don't stumble across it like it's no, now. they it's don't. Not out and about like it's it's mm-hmm. just but, very... uh, but maybe if you have seen Banshees of Inner Sharon, maybe the algorithm or however it works. But the problem is, is this maybe. is and if you do want to watch any of our listeners to this, it's on Netflix. So get it like, is on like, ne- get get watch yeah. it. The guard is on Netflix because it yeah. wasn't a few years ago. I bought it on my Xbox. Mm-hmm. Ah, like, right, yeah. Have, but it's good that it's on Netflix as well. If you're looking for more Brendan Gleeson as well, one of my other potential shouts for this podcast was a film called Cock and Malish. Which is a twenty-minute oh, right. short film. It's in the Irish language, and oh. Brendan Gleeson plays this blind guy on a train, mm. and it's class, like really, really good. What was the title of that? Cockamilish. So C A C A M I L I S. Is that is that like an Irish word? Is it? Yeah, it means uh, like big cake. <laughs> of course, it does. Cockamilish. <laughs> But so, oh, there we go. Yeah, brilliant. All right. Because I know when you were coming on, uh, Vittoria, we mentioned we were ch- chatting a little bit about what you were going to pick, and then we settled we settled on this. But you, you chose a couple of Irish language films. But we did. So Alice, Alice, if you didn't get from the Welsh comment before, Alice is Welsh, and we did. We done. We done one or two. We done a couple of Welsh language ones, haven't we, Alice? So Solomon well, we and Gaynor. Was so- Solomon one. and Gaynor, which is is sort of part Welsh, part Yiddish, and then part English. As oh well. my god, it was hard to get hold of. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> 
<laughs> so hard to get hold of. So what was what was what was that one called? Cockamillis. I've got it in front of me. Well, we'll make sure people check that out. Get it on. And then the other Irish language one, just to give it a plug, is called You Mengus Anum Dom, which is I mean, you type in Y-U and then M-I-N-G. It's just a really mad, like adorable film about a fella who's really depressed in China and he spins a globe and points to somewhere and he's going to move there to change his life for the better. And he points at Ireland, so he learns Irish. Oh, then right. he moves to Dublin and then like fucking nobody speaks Irish. <laughs> 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 and there's a great bit, he walks into a pub and tries to like ask if there's any work going, like if he can apply for a job. And he asks in Irish. And the guy's like, I haven't a clue what you're saying. And then a guy at the an old guy at the end of the bar like replies in Irish and they have a little conversation. And the bartender goes, Geez, Michael, I didn't know you spoke Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> that one, you Ming Isan Dom, yeah, got yeah. more on IMDb than the guard did. Ah, that's because it's got subtitles. That's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> it's got subtitles. It's in, it's in for a, it's in for yeah. a high score. Well, there we go then. The Guard is underrated and we think it's underseen as well. It's on Netflix. Give it a watch. I think... It's definitely one to watch if you like a little mm-hmm. bit of black comedy, like mm-hmm. like Alice says. Um, if you like the Banshees of Inner Sharon in Bruges, I think this is definitely on street. And Coen Brothers as well, I'd say, I'd say it's, it's up mm. your street. So, uh, Vittorio, is there anything else people can look out for? Obviously, we've mentioned your tour. Is there anything else people can look out for? If you are, I mean, if you listen to this, you probably like podcasts. Uh, nope. It launches literally tomorrow. It's called Mike and Vittorio. It was Guide to Parenting. Neither right. of us are parents. It's got nothing to do with parenting. <laughs> we <laughs> just think it's funny to call it that. <laughs> so, what, so then what is it about then? Nonsense. It's just me is and it? my friend Mike, who's from Kilkenny. He's also a comedian. And we just talk absolute shit. But it's really fun. <laughs> and we're hoping to get some accidental listens from young mums. <laughs> is that where, uh, just, just wherever you get your podcast, that one? Yeah, anywhere uh, on YouTube as well, if you want to talk right. about Well, that. we'll make sure to give that a shout out and uh, we'll put links to it when this comes out. So thanks very much for coming on, Victoria. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, uh, thank brilliant. you so much for having me. There we are, another fantastic film from a guest in the underrated and underseen vault. Um, what a great guest, what a great film, Alice, eh? That was a good one. That was I so much that. fun. That was a that. lot of fun. Normally, we have to pretend we like the guests in the films, but... Uh, I know, yeah, but he made it easy. He made it, <laughs> he made it easy. easy. Um, yeah, make sure you check out all the Victoria's stuff. We'll put links to it on social media and in the episode description when this comes out. Uh, do check him out. There's loads of stuff out there on uh, on the social media and, and YouTube. It's well worth a look. He's very, very funny, and he's rising to the top very, very quickly and very well-deserved as well. Anyway, Alice, mm. it's that time again. There we are. It's your turn to pick next week. Okay. What are we watching? Well, I'm hoping this isn't going to be one where you've put your head in your hands, but this is this is going to be an interesting one, I think. So next week, we're going to be watching Runaway Train. Runaway Train. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we'll say no more. Okay. We'll, we'll say no, no more. more. Um, join us next week then when we'll be talking about Runaway Train. Um, in the meantime, if you'd like to get in touch with us, it's filmsinthatpod at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts, suggest films. We're always open to to, to hearing from you. It's great to, to get in touch with listeners and stuff like that. Of course, we thank you as ever for your support. If you are interested in more content from us, extended episodes, uh, bonus stuff, uh, episodes a day early, you can check us out on Patreon, uh, films and uh, patreon.com forward slash just films and that. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're also... On the television, aren't we, Alice? 
We are indeed. Every Friday from 6pm, you can find us on the local TV network. So if you live in Birmingham, Bristol, Leeds, Liverpool or the north east of England, you can find us on Channel 7 on Freeview. Or if you live in North Wales or South Wales, you can find us on Channel 8 on Freeview. And you know what? Wherever you live, if you go on Daily Motion, yeah, and type in just films and that, I've oh. been uploading the episodes to Daily Motion. So if you want to have a look at what we're getting up to on the local TV network, talking about all our favourite underrated and underseen films, you can find them all on Daily Motion. There you go. Thought I'd better plug that because I've been doing that for ages, you know, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. Lots of ways to see us, hear us, check us out on social media. And of course, thank you. Thank you to you for listening. Thank you to Vittoria for coming on. And thank you, Alice, for bothering to join me again for another oh, episode. You're very welcome. Very welcome. <laughs> um, we'll see you next week. It's goodbye from me. Cheerio. Bye. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.